Everybody ready? Sound ready? Camera ready? Roll it. And three, two, one. Let's start the show. There he is. All right, man. Let's formally start this podcast. So I'm going to say what it is, what it is. Hey, guys, I want to introduce everybody to my friend here, uh, Ricky Ray Rivera with uh, Norwalk Brewhouse. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm, I'm, my apologies. Uh, can you hear me all right? Yeah, it's all right. Let me, let me, let me see if I can bump it up on my end. I'm, uh, there you go. I'm coming to you live from my kids' uh, room. <laughs> <laughs> you looking good, man? Appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. My apologies. Um, I, I, I was eating dinner and then I looked up at the clock and I was like, "Oh shit, it's already six. And then I was trying to, I was trying to get on here, and I don't know. I think my internet connection was having trouble. Oh, don't worry about it. You know what? That's the way it goes. I was, I was trying to uh, transfer some files to, and I was like, "Oh man, it's, it's it's almost time." And then I said, "Screw it. I'm just gonna jump on here." You know, it's a new thing. We're we're learning. Uh, you know how to how to do this. You know, we're we're all new at this. Um, you know, so uh, I'm trying out this podcast for, format. You know, for all of you who who know, I'm doing a lot of the the taco reviews. I'm going out doing the workouts. Recently got into doing comedy. Now we're doing the podcast. I'm just really trying to to uh, help as many people as possible. And I do that by uh, my workouts, by motivating people that uh, need uh, inspiration to lose weight to do that. Um, motivating uh, people, um, you know, in the taco community, you know, to promote small business. The comedy, that's just, I just want to make people happy. I just want to make people laugh. And the podcast, it's, it's, it's something that I've always kind of wanted to do. And it gives me another outlet to uh, bring a different uh, form of entertainment and awareness to whatever topic uh, might need uh, attention to. Hey, man, that's really cool. You're like super busy. So just real quick for people watching, I, I kind of want to give uh, I, I want to tell people how you and I know each other. So you and I go way back this, before you had your YouTube channel, before you got into comedy, before you launched Tacos and Workouts. Uh, we go back to what, like early 2000, maybe yep. 2001 or something, 2002. You you um, were a photographer for East LA Sabor Factory and Inner City Soul, which is two bands that I used to be in. And so for anybody watching, that's how uh, we know each other. That's how JR and I know each other. So um, it's not this random connection. You didn't just hit me up out of the blue to uh, to do this. So thank you so much, man. Uh, it's crazy to think that we've known each other for so long. Like, Yeah, it's like 20 years, right? Yeah, yeah, that's 20 years. So fast, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I remember uh, I went to, uh, you know, I was like always carrying my camera. I was like looking for, uh, you know, uh, subject matter. And I had this, uh, you know, uh, I was part of a, a collective of photographers in East L.A., and um, we we had a project that we wanted to do, like a music project, you know, and show like local bands. And uh, I went to this uh, event in Griffith Park. I forget the name of the event, but uh, I was reading the name of the bands. And then uh, I, I saw the name that stood out like from all the names. And I said, East LA Sabor. And I was like, what's this going to be about? And then I heard like this awesome music and like my, my body started like shaking and started dancing. I was like, I couldn't stop. I was like, well, what am I listening to? And I was like, and it was like meant to be. So I, I ran up to them after, right after they got off their set. And I, I pretty much uh, told uh, Rick, uh, hey, you know what? I, I'm taking pictures. You know, I want to keep on taking uh, pictures. And that's how it all began. So that's cool. That's cool. I remember one time we did a, a photo shoot out in Pasadena 
like the, the streets in Pasadena. And uh, one of the photos you took of us that day uh, made it on the cover of a magazine. This magazine from San Diego called No Cover Magazine. We were on the cover of No Cover, and that was your photography. Um, yeah, man. Thank you guys for that. Yeah. And we, we had we had fun. We, we 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 hung out quite a few times, and we were like running around, and it was fun because we we were all in, like in our twenties, you know. So yeah, it was awesome, man. Yeah, we're still keeping busy, still doing projects and, and being crazy. Yeah, doing many things. I mean, you too, you're you're super busy too. I mean, like, I, I, I would see you on uh, social media and I'd be like, it would pop up here and there. I'm like, what's he up to? And uh, I've seen you on a number of, like, interviews and I think I, I, a couple of podcasts as well. I think at one time you were you were at Amoeba Music and then uh, now uh, the last that I've heard, you, you're embarking on this great, um, you know, uh, business to uh it's called the uh, norwalk brew house correct that's right yeah yeah so, tell, us, uh, tell us all about it yeah so just to recap the, the last 20 years or so um you know when 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 we met again we, you know I, I was playing in the band and we did i did east sabor factory for several years and that kind of tra- transitioned into inner city soul did that for another a few years and then I went solo, did my own project. In tw- 2007, I released an album under my name, Ray Ricky Rivera, called Neighborhood Fame. And at that time, I had launched my own record label. Um, so I was doing that, working with other independent bands from Boyle Heights and East L.A., put out a few records through that. And I was working at, at the record store in Hollywood, uh, working in retail. I was actually working in music retail for eight years. So I was both like pursuing music, putting out music, touring and things like that, and working at the music store. Uh, wow. Then in 2014, I started homebrewing, just kind of was 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 curious about um, making my own beer. I, I, I had started drinking craft beer for a little bit, and I started having these ideas of, of wanting to open my own venue uh, here in Norwalk. I moved from Boyle Heights to Norwalk with my wife and kids, and we've been here for over 10 years now. And um, I was working with some local bands, and I realized that there was no local venues to book the bands that I was managing. So I started thinking, hey, maybe there's a need for a venue to have live entertainment. And that kind of morphed into like, it'd be cool to have like a bar that serves California craft beer. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Then that led me to thinking like, well, I should probably know the ins and outs of beer if I'm serious about going into a, you know, a a bar business. And I started homebrewing. And in 2015, I uh, met some other other Latino uh, homebrewers from East L.A. and the L.A. area. And we started the SoCal Cerveceros Homebrew Club, which today is the largest uh, Latino slash people of color homebrew club in the country. We're over, I think we're over 250 members now. But we've been wow. going strong for six, for six years. And through the through the homebrew club, you know, I just started to meet so many people within the homebrew community, within the craft beer industry. And I started to learn that, you know, there's not a lot of Latinos own businesses in, in the beer industry in, in general. So there's a big gap there. And, um, you know, Latinos love beer. You know, um, we we purchase a lot of beer. We consume a lot of beer but we're not making a lot of money off of beer. So uh, I have a, a large group of friends who all of us kind of are going from homebrew, like hobby, hobby homebrewer to um, professional co- commercial uh, brewery owners. And so I have like, you know, I don't know, three, four friends have actually opened up their own breweries. And so I've kind of been wow. taking notes at, 
ask, asking questions and just watching what they've been doing. And uh, I've been inspired and, and just kind of uh, decided to go my own route, you know, go, go take my, try my chance at going into business for myself. So um, I started Norwalk Brewhouse. It's not actually a physical space yet. It's not a brewery yet. What I'm doing is called contract brewing. So I've got my brand. I've got my recipes, got my beer names. I'm going to partner with other breweries. They're going to brew my recipe. We're going to package it. And then I'm going to turn around and distribute my beer directly to retailers. So, you know, uh, bars, restaurants, and in stores and things like that. But the, the long-term plan is to one day have a physical space in the city of Norwalk because, because Norwalk really needs something like that. So that's, that's it in a, in a, in a nutshell, I guess. There's like uh, so much that goes into it. And um, we kind of know a lot of the same people like on social media, like uh, I'll, I'll see, I mean, like this person follows uh, Norwalk Brewhouse. This person is friends with Ray. So I was like, it's crazy because it's, 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 there's a lot of people in Boyle Heights. There's a lot of people in East LA that know you that I know. And it's kind of like, we all kind of know each other. Like uh, I know that and sometimes like, Oh, you know, Ray. And, and it's, it's crazy, but it's, it's cool that, you know, we're, we're uh, all out there now and we're all trying to like get to the next level and, and, you know, uh, learn from one another and really help each other out. I think that, um, you know, you'll eventually get there. I, I noticed that, you know, you like to work hard and, you know, you uh, you get things done. So we're definitely here to support you in any way possible. I think you had, um, you were trying to raise uh, some funds, um, you know, to do something. On, yes. On, uh, uh, well, first of all, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I think it's really important that for us who are, trying to do something whether it be in business or the arts or what have you like i think it's important that we all um and yeah we, we do have a bunch of at boyle heights east la connection and you know through all those years doing music from performing to putting on shows working with bands like many of my my friends and contacts are from the east la area so uh people We've, we've, we've just stayed in contact over the years where people have followed the various projects that I've done. And so now, you know, they've so many people have just st- stuck around and now they're following this, this beer journey that I'm on. So um, I'm grateful that there's still uh, a group of people that are, that are um, interested to see what I'm doing next. So that's, that's really cool. And I, I thank everybody who, who continues to support and follow me, but yeah, um, Man, you know, starting a beer company is it's it's not so much hard, like like it's not like physical labor, like hard work. It's just it's very time consuming. It's it's tedious work. Um, there's a lot of things that I don't know that I have to learn for the first time. So there's a huge learning curve, uh, but it's really expensive as well. And oh. so last year, um, you know, I I had a little side hustle where I would DJ private uh, parties, weddings, and things like that. And last year with, with the uh, pandemic, you know, any any weddings or, or private parties that I had booked were completely gone. Yeah. So, so I took it as a opportunity to sell all my uh, DJ equipment. And I used whatever little money that I made to put into the startup uh, funds for this beer company. Um, and, but it's not enough. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really close. We're, we're almost fully licensed to, to distribute and sell beer. But... I need a few more thousand dollars. So uh, <laughs> and we're, we're going to try to get them there. 
<laughs> so I decided to uh, launch a Indiegogo uh, campaign, um, and I'm going to start taking donations publicly on uh, Monday, this this coming Monday. And and I I, I say publicly because the uh, campaign is is ready. It's 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 all ready to go, and I'm and I'm just going to invite the public to start helping, contributing Monday this the start of next week uh there's some really cool perks you know you could you could back the campaign and, and you could get a, a case of beer uh there's a perk where you could come to a brewery and brew a beer with me uh you could have a beer made and we could donate the profits to a uh we could donate the proceeds to a nonprofit of your choice uh we've got hats and shirts and uh custom glassware so there's some really cool perks on there and i um invite everybody to check it out Again, it's going to go live Monday. Uh, so follow me here on Instagram if you're not already following me, Norwalk Brewhouse. Or you can visit the website, norwalkbrewhouse.com. Sign up for our uh, newsletter, and I'll, I'll send out newsletters to remind people about the uh, Indiegogo campaign. And yeah, my goal is to raise 15000 um, bucks, And that money is going to go to cover a cold box, which will be able to store our beer cold. Because uh, that's the proper way to store beer. And um, what else do we need? We uh, That's going to help cover the first run of production. So that very first batch of beer. And our first beer is called Beady Beady Blonde Blonde. And, there you uh, go. <laughs> and it's, a, it's a beer that I've been pouring at uh, beer festivals for the last three, three or four years. And when people come to try that beer, they're really excited about the name. Uh, that beer always uh, sells out first. Well, not sell out, but we, we always kick the keg first. It, it, it finishes first at all the uh, beer festivals we poured at. So I thought it was a good a, a good name, solid beer to start off this beer business with. And so here we go. Yeah, man, when I heard the name, I was like, you know, it got me. You know, I was like, you know, I, I don't drink beer anymore because I, I, I drank so much beer in, in, in my youth. <laughs> I figured, you know what? I'm gonna give somebody else a chance to uh, to drink some beer. I I, I gotta stop drinking it all. <laughs> but I still like beer. I mean, you know, like every once in a while, I'm like, ah, I kind of want one, but I'm like, nah, uh, I'm cool. I still like beer. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind tasting your beer for sure. You know, um, you know, and and the name alone just got me, and and I'm sure it's gonna be a good product. Um, you know, so uh, who knows? I'll probably uh, you know meet with you and and. Uh, you know, try it out, you know, just give it a small little taste, yeah, sure. you know, maybe just, you know. Yeah, yeah so, so this beer is a uh, blonde ale, so it's not like super hoppy, it's not like super, super bitter, it's not a strong beer, it's about 5%, um, and it's a light, crisp beer. So really the, the uh, plan for this was uh, have a beer that's, that people who are, drink like corona like light beers can can be can can reach for this beer can can drink it and 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 and, and like this beer like it's not uh i guess what i'm trying to say is like this is not for like the serious hardcore craft beer person who stands in line for five hours waiting for that like uh rare beer to drop this is for like you know drinking on sundays at the barbecue hanging out at the wherever you hang out um so it's a light crisp beer you know you could have so, a so it's, it's kind of like for, it's kind of like for me it's for you it's definitely for you if you like me yeah yeah it's a, it's a post tacos and workout beer uh yeah i like that uh i used to i used to do that too i used to like go run three miles and then i would like 
crack open a 12 pack and people are like what are you doing and i'm like oh i gotta rehydrate <laughs> I'm, i got the cars back on <laughs> people are like you're always doing things wrong and i'm like yeah but i enjoy it uh but no i was, I was gonna ask you too to compare your beer and i'm kind of glad you, you kind of brought it up um you know, I, I never really got into craft beers because, like, for the same uh, reason, you know, uh, it's it's like, first of all, I never knew what I was going to get. And then sometimes sure. you drink, like, three or four of them, and then you're, like, already, like, you know, drunk or whatever, right? And to me, I used to I used to enjoy drinking beer. So I would drink about 8 to 12 beers. I'm like, so if, if it's, uh, yeah, uh, per, per, per drinking, so... You know, it was like, so if your beer is similar to like a Corona kind of thing, then that's definitely a beer that I, I would I would like to drink. I mean, I, I would say that it's similar in that it's a light beer. It's not something heavy. Um, at, at, at 5%, you could have about two or three beers and still be able to walk straight. Uh, <laughs> definitely don't drive. But, you know, it's not like a high um, alcohol beer, so it's not going to like floor you. Um but uh, speaking of Corona and Modelo, those are those are lagers. So those are those are really light oh. beers. This is a blonde ale. So okay. it's uh, uh, the difference is in the way that they ferment. It's two different kinds of uh, yeast: lager yeast versus ale yeast. But this particular blonde ale is a light beer, um, and and really that's the point of it is is not to have something that that you can't uh, have more than two of, and, you know, you can have a few and be okay. Um, and yeah, so, you know, I'm just really aiming at the beer drinker who like, again, might, might already be drinking Corona might be into shock top or a blue moon, those kinds of beers, but, but not like the serious hardcore craft beer drinker. And, and really the, the way this idea came about is, uh, one year we were celebrating my grandmother's birthday and I was DJing for everybody. So it was like my, my tios and tias and, you know, my cousins. And um, prior to that, anytime I would share a beer, they wouldn't really be into it because I was coming with like, you know, different like ambers and, and just. And these are beers that you would create? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homebrew, homebrew beers. And so people were really into it. At, at least my, my like, family right so i was like you know what this time around i i i, I want to brew something that everybody can drink yeah. so i, I, I want to do something that's light i want to do something that's easy easy drinking and so i brewed this blonde ale and i brewed it brewed it on the light side it was really like crisp um i took it and everybody enjoyed it and and we finished a, a five gallon cake and i was like hey this is that that was really cool because my family they're not really into craft beer again you know they drink Corona, Modelo, Bud Light, things like that. Not not really like that craft beer connoisseur. So um, I started brewing this beer for, for parties. And um, when I started taking it to parties, you know, the your your average beer drinker was was drinking it. So I thought, hey, maybe I'm 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 onto something here. Let me explore this a little bit. And I started to tweak the recipe. Then I that's when I started to share it at, at beer festivals that I was pouring my homebrew at. And people enjoyed it. So I thought, you know what? try it when I see what happens and so here we go see what happens yeah man I see you and I'm all like man this is awesome um well, what's the name of that 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 um company that from San Diego Ballast Point are uh, they 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 were they started off very small and then they got bought up by, by uh, Budweiser right 
or one of the big uh, uh, companies. Yeah, they, they they got bought out by uh, Constellation Brands for like a billion dollars. Oh, that's actually Corona, right? Yeah, they, Constellation they, Brands. I, I think they. Yeah, I think it's the same same company. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was I was doing some research. I'm like, who owns Corona? And then it's Constellation Brand. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are big time conglomerate brands like multi billion dollar companies. A lot of money, I, I, power. I definitely don't drink anymore, uh, but that doesn't mean I'm not willing to invest in beer because I know that a lot of people love beer, and I know how much I love beer, and I'm pretty sure that that's not going to change anytime soon. So I mean, I'm always looking for opportunities in investing. Um, so it, it's it's uh, you know, why not invest in in in, in our our brother here that you know is trying to do uh, you know a business and you know bring a you know, a different flavor to, to, uh, what's already the norm. So, uh, yeah, I invite everybody to, to support Rick as much as possible. Like he's a real cool guy. I've, I've known him for over 20 years. We had some beers together and hang out together. And now that he's doing his, his brew house, I definitely want to, uh, be around more and be a part of it and support him all the way. I want him to get to big places, but guys, look, the thing about what we do, um, I'm more in the entertainment kind of YouTube realm and, and what Rick does is more of the brew. Uh, we need people. And if you guys um, like us, we need your support. So sometimes you know, if you can't support us monetarily, just by telling people, hey, I know this guy. He's my friend. Follow him. And you share that information. That's much more than enough. Because if you don't have the funds to help him out, one of your friends might or one of their friends might. And that's how we. that's a way how we could still support each other without you know, financially supporting each other, whatever you got to do. Look, man, I grew up in East LA. Uh, Rick also grew up in the hood in East LA. Well, what, what the northern part of East LA, right? Uh, uh, City Terry, Royal Heights, Hazard Projects. That's where there I'm you from. Go. <laughs> I'm I mean, not going to throw where, projects out from. That, that's where I grew up. I'm not from there. I'm, not a, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely not a gangster, but uh, no, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I grew up from. Uh, graduated from Wilson High School. And yeah, just a local cat from the neighborhood, Boyle Heights. And um, yeah, man, just, just like you, you know, my, my, you know, growing up, like nobody that I knew owned any kind of business, you know, I, I don't know any investors. Uh, there was nobody that could sit me down and say, hey, you know, if you have dreams of owning your own business, this is how you do it. This is how you raise money. This is who you need to talk to. Like whatever I've done, whether it be like, uh, booking my own tours, uh, producing my own albums, distributing my own records, uh, starting my own label, starting my own management company, all those things, like the own, the, 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 the way that I learned how to do it was to actually do it. Like I didn't have anybody to show me how to do it. And um, it was literally like for me, 20 years of, of learning, of like learning how to call somebody, learning how to, ask somebody that, Hey, you owe me money or, Hey, this is how much I charge or learning how, how to charge people, things like that. Like those are things that like, I didn't grow up knowing or, you know, nobody taught me. And I think that's the case for a lot of us who come from the same neighborhood or who come from neighborhoods like ours, you know? Um, so yeah. So to your point, it's super important that we support each other, whether it be, you know, checking out my, my campaign on Monday uh, and, and being able to throw in a few bucks 
or like following me on Instagram or following you on Instagram or subscribing to your YouTube channel or telling a friend, hey, check out uh, toggles and workouts, you know, that that uh, little hater video is funny or, you know, um, <laughs> Uh, so being, being, showing that kind of support is huge, you know, and, and that, that's probably like a really big lesson that I learned coming from music, you know, cause, cause when we were in, uh, East LA Sabor factory, when we first started, we were playing in like backyards and like, nobody was like n caring, nobody paid attention. And then we kind of like moved up to like playing in clubs. And then we were like the opening band and we play for like the bartender and the waitresses and, and the sound guy, nobody was there, you know, but then as like word started to spread and people started to tell their friends, yeah, I saw this band, these kids, they sounded cool. And then little by little, you know, word of mouth got around. We started packing shows. We started to get paid. We started to headline shows. We started to tour the country, you know, And so um, that that kind of support, just telling people about these projects is huge. Um, yeah, again, if, even if you don't have money to, to, to contribute, like, you know, telling somebody about what we're doing, it can, can be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man, that's 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 big. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's why we have him on, because we want as many people to know about what he's doing and, and uh, you know, share share this video. You know what? Uh, we're going to try to put it on instagram on youtube um you know and you know eventually you know uh, we want to have uh many many people come to the tacos and workouts youtube channel and and uh you know what rick um uh, thank you for being here um you know whenever you have anything new and exciting you know make sure to let us know uh, we're here to support you all along your your way and uh we can't wait to uh, try out them beers oh man yeah you know what thank you so much i'm so grateful for anybody who's willing to put me on their instagram live who's willing to take the time to talk to me um you know everybody's busy like i'm busy you know i'm, I'm at home with my wife and our kids and um I, i know you're busy editing videos that's pretty tedious work takes forever i'm sure uh -huh. um so anybody willing to take the time to to listen on instagram to uh watch and follow and to have me on you know uh i i'm super grateful for it so thank you i uh, shout out to uh made you look pins who's following right now uh they made some pins for me and they make amazing pins so if you need any pins custom pins made you look pins another latino from downey has a small business support latinos in small business We need the help. Um, so yeah, tacos and workouts. Get you some. Pins. I'm sorry, you 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 cut, you cut out a little bit. You mean pins like pins you put oh, on your on your clothing? Pins. Yeah, yes. yeah, pins, pins. Cut, I'm definitely in the market pins, for yeah. something like pins that. You put on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right there, right. You can see it right now. Made you look pins. Check them out. Latino you all small business does great work. Hey, and if they, if they wanna. You know, uh, give us a, uh, if they want to come out and if they have like a business and they want to, you know, talk about it, we invite them onto the show. Why not? You know, like I said, I'm here, I'm here about promoting small business people that are out there and working hard and trying to make it happen. You know what? If I could help anybody get one step closer to where they need to be, I'm going to do it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So it was fun talking to, to Rick. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll have him on the show again. And, uh, until now we'll talk to you later. Peace. Thank you, Bye, guys. guys.